May you this day be blessed. Hi there, I'm Sister Catherine Herms and thank you for joining me today as we explore the love that is the heart of the world and the work of the heart that helps us become this love and discover it in the world so that all the world becomes to us like the miraculous burning bush. We have been invisibly stamped with the signature, the seal of the God who bends over us with such tenderness. I call this work of the heart, heart work. Heart work exists because people realize they've come to a place in their life where they, they want spiritual direction. Maybe there are too many options, or maybe there seems to be no options at all. Perhaps they have new eyes to see, or perhaps they're longing for this new sight. Some have touched the sunrise within their soul and want more. Others are longing for this spiritual gift. Sometimes our hearts are filled with nagging questions that run like background music in our life. Do I matter to God? Does God see me? Does God hear me? Does God get what's happening to me and what it means? In heart work, we answer the essential question, who am I now in this situation of my life and in these relationships? To learn more about heart work and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com. Hello, and I'm so glad to be able to spend time with you. There's a curious story that's recounted in the call, the prophetic call of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a prophet of the exile. He was probably among the leading people of Jerusalem, deported with the royal family in 597 BC, when the Babylonians partially ransacked the temple and the disoriented and humiliated exiles began a new life. Ezekiel had received his prophetic call in 593 in the midst of what seemed to be the final destruction of the chosen people and their irreversible rejection by the Lord. When the Lord called Ezekiel, he gave him a scroll that was covered with the words of the Lord and curiously, he told him to take it and eat it. Ezekiel ate the scroll, a symbol of the prophets nourishing himself on the Lord's words. These words became a part of him, and Ezekiel was transformed. These words gave him the possibility of seeing what God was going to do for his people. For a people as good as dead, the Lord was going to open their graves and breathe into them his spirit that they might have life, that they might live. When we nourish ourselves on the word of God, we gradually are able to, like Ezekiel, see unexpected and unearned dreams, um, a beautiful future that no one could imagine, new life, a new heart a new future, a new relationship with God. The word of the Lord became a part of Ezekiel's being, and it can become a part of our being as well. 
When we regularly digest God's word, options become available to us that we couldn't anticipate. So where do we find God's words? The most obvious place is in scripture. In days that are filled with with stormy clouds and winds that are blowing chaos around us, we may come to believe things about ourselves that are untrue. We may have recurrences of low moods or irritation or discouragement. We may find ourselves feeling very up or very down for no apparent reason. We may feel more emotionally fragile than others and come to the conclusion that we aren't normal. If emotional illness or depression is a part of our life, we may struggle with it for many long years. We may label ourselves until we, like St. Francis who spoke of death as Sister Death, are able to address our depression as Brother Depression, a cherished companion on our life's journey. Even when the clouds pass, we may still have this poor view of everything. We, we may see only the negative and believe mostly bad things without realizing how much this affects our outlook on life, our relationships with others, or our disposition toward God. Our thoughts could be based not on reality, but on misconception. And Ezekiel precisely teaches us that we need to eat the scroll. We need to nourish ourselves on the word of God in order to train our thoughts rightly to hear the truth and to hope for the future. Each of the disordered thought patterns we have learned needs to be confronted with God's truth. For example, disordered thought, God has abandoned me. The truth that God speaks to us is, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be alarmed, for I am your God. I give you strength, truly I help you. Truly I hold you firm with my saving right hand. Disorder thought, there is no hope for me. The truth that God speaks to us is, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Disordered thought, I'm not needed, I'm unimportant, I'm unwanted. The truth that God speaks to us is, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. Disordered thought, I hate myself. The truth that God speaks to us is this. Are you tired, worn out? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. 
Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. All of these words of God were from the scriptures, from the book of Isaiah, from the letter to the Ephesians, and from the Gospel of Matthew. A friend of mine shared Psalm 18 with me after I had first begun therapy. She wrote verses of the psalm on the back of a holy card and gave it to me as an act of faith. It has remained since then one of my favorite pieces of scripture. It is full of drama. The Lord from his temple hears the cry of the psalmist. The earth trembles. He mounts the cherubim and soars on the wings of the wind. The Lord's voice thunders from heaven. He reaches down from heaven and grasps hold of the psalmist, rescuing him from the deep waters. Drama runs through the pages of scripture if we have eyes to see it. The account of Jesus sleeping in the boat while his apostles are frantically figuring out what to do is another dramatic passage. The events of our own lives, the failures, the risks, the depressions, the surprises are just as dramatic and are equally places where the divine presence can reach down from on high to take hold of us. The psalmist's plea, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. And the story of Jesus in the boat. A gale swept down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in danger. They went to him and woke him up, shouting, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he woke up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They ceased, and there was a calm. To hold on to hope, we need an expansion of soul. We begin to look up instead of down. We breathe in instead of out. We are surprised by delight instead of soured by sadness. A soul that has expanded and been caught up in wonder at the beauty of nature or the astounding way that God manifests his presence or by the deeply moving realization of what God has done for us in Christ, can do nothing less than praise God, who has become for us the all. Awesome is the Lord and very great, and marvelous is his power. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless before him in love. So today, if you are in one of these places where your sights are too narrow, where you need to throw yourself upon the resources of God, eat the scroll. Open the scriptures, read, listen, learn, and love. Sometimes we can feel as though we were lost in a deep forest where no clear paths are visible. 
A blend of spiritual guidance, mentorship, and counseling, the Heartwork community is a place where you learn to explore, love, open, and nourish the paradise of your heart, your deep heart, where God is already dwelling within you. You will discover that though you waited for light to appear from outside, the paths of light are imprinted in your heart where the Trinity abides, and we learn to walk them through the valleys and mountaintops of lived experience. Heartwork is a process of accompaniment that honors your story, creates a space in which you can safely explore what is happening with you, gain the tools to come home to your heart where the Trinity is already at work, be recreated by love, and set out again. To learn more about Heartwork and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com.